0: Hi, I'm Amanda Bashirko. This is Sheila. Love. Hello, it's Tabita. I'm Gina Lovato. Hey, it's Anna Dunn. I'm Caitlin Bailey. This is Melissa Novak. It's Sean Jacobson. And hey, it's Bethany Nicole. Welcome to sex party. And welcome to sex party. Welcome to sex party. Welcome to sex party. Welcome to sex party. To sex, party.
1: <laughs> sex party with your host, Dustin Rivka. Hello and welcome to Sex Party. I'm your host, Dustin Ribka. This is the Season 2 finale. You guys, it's been two years of Sex Party. Can you fucking believe it? I'm not arrested yet. I'm not awaiting trial in some weird uh, Russian prison. Nothing. Uh, Everything has been beautiful. Everything has been great. I want to thank everybody for watching, for listening. Again and again and again and again for two years. Wow. Just wait till you see what we do in Season 2. Three, Uh, my guest this week for the finale is friend of the show and my friend, Carla Romo. Carla Romo is a dating and relationships coach. She is an author. Uh, She has recently gone through a big breakup. And on top of the big breakup, she is also with a new partner. How did she get there? How does a coach go through a breakup. How do they process it? What can we learn from that? Carla is here to also talk about her brand new dating app program that's innovative and dare I say revolutionary. If you guys are on the dating apps and you're frustrated, it's perfect. If you're on the dating apps and you're having some luck, but you need a little tune up, it's also perfect. So without further ado, it's a big show. Let's get to it. Please enjoy my conversation with Carla Romo. This week's conversation Carla Romo, welcome back to Sex Party. It's always a good day when I can say welcome back to someone. Um, You're like one of the OG uh, returning guests. So I believe this is your third time. I'll have to check with my secretary. She's not a real person. I I do not have a secretary. (laughs) I love it.
0: Third time's the charm. There is no
1: logbook. Third time is (laughs) the charm. There we go. Yeah. For sure. Um, So how... Okay, first of all, how have you been, right? I know there's some stuff we're going to get into uh i wouldn't call it dramatic but it's it's a lot yeah. right there's you know some some life going on totally. um but for the people who maybe you know they just got released from jail or they just crawled out of uh you know the gutter or maybe they were in rehab right they're getting a life together
0: or a zombie zombie (laughs) apocalypse i mean pick pick sure sure
1: Yeah. yeah whatever and they just haven't seen your other two episodes they don't know who you are they don't know what you do can you refresh them please
0: Yes. Hello, whoever's coming out of rehab, apocalypse, whatever. Congrats. Uh, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> right. Exactly. I am Carla Romo. I am a dating and relationship coach. I have helped over 850 plus single men and women find success with dating. And wow. uh, that's kind of my jam right there. I am an author, former uh, podcast co-host. Uh, and I'm an international speaker.
1: Wow. See, you guys, now you know everything there is to know about Carla. Not really, but Goodbye. we'll get, we'll get Goodbye. to it. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think the the thing that like pops out to me, right, is you are this like really great uh, relationship dating coach. And I think, you know, you for you, for you to say like you helped nearly a thousand people like connect, right? What's that yeah. like? <laughs> because most people I feel like can't make their own shit work. Like, wh- what does it feel like to be somebody who you're like, oh shit, I'm almost a thousand people. This is crazy.
0: Well, it's really rewarding. First thing, like, I love helping people. And I went into this because I was codependent AF, like, literally, I was in toxic relationships. And it wasn't until 2015, which is so crazy because now, oh my God, that was a long time ago. Oh, um, no. I'm going into year seven of my business, which is just so wild. Um, but, you know, it, in 2015, like I was in a toxic and codependent relationship. It was abusive. And it wasn't the first unhealthy relationship that I had been in. So this isn't like, oh, this was just like out of nowhere. I felt really just like not worthy, not enough. Um, And that was all rooted in low self esteem. And that's why I was codependent. For those of you who have no idea what codependency is, long story short, it's basically a low sense of self and you lose yourself to other people. In their addiction, their mental health, relationships, whatever it might be. And um, yeah, so I I ended that relationship. And I always say I like begun the most important relationship that I have now today, which is the relationship with myself. And so from day one, I was like, other people, I was working in Hollywood and I just was like, I don't like, you know, the industry. I'm burning out. Like now that I've gotten to learn boundaries and I love myself and care about myself, this doesn't fit anymore for me. And I thought, mm. you know, other people are going through relationship stuff. Like I want to be able to help them through their journey. And I'm really grateful today that I've been able to help so many people. I mean, I literally now have been in the coaching business long enough around dating and relationships. I'm, I have clients who are now married. I've have clients who are engaged who are baby planning. Like I've had clients have babies. Like this is, it's so rewarding to see people really make the most important decision of their entire life, which is who you want to be with and in a partnership, right? Like we don't think about it that way, but it fucking is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, go out there and then thrive.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you get invited to the weddings a lot or is that not happening?
0: <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I haven't been invited to a wedding. However, I have really strong boundaries around client, yeah. client and coach relationships. So I, I really, I mean, it, I would be so sweet and kind if somebody invited me to their wedding. Yeah. But Dustin, I have yet to be invited.
1: Wow, I thought for sure they'd be like, <laughs> you know, guest of honor kind of a kind of thing. Because I mean, <laughs> relationships are hard, and if you if you're someone who's yeah. gone through even, you know, like how you described it, right? Like being codependent, going wow. from relationship to relationship. Like, why do I keep dating the same person? Yes. Whatever. And then someone comes along like you. Uh, they get a they get a Carla, and Carla's like, hey, no, no, no don't do it that way. Do it this way. Let me show you. And then they, it works out. I mean, I feel like right. you should be, and plus your name starts with the <laughs> C. Well, I guess Romo, but, um, you'd be at the top of the list for the, for the guest. There
0: I mean, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Right. Top of the guest list. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I take no offense that I have not been invited. Um, but yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's still a ways to go. I mean, you're only, you're only in year seven, so maybe by year 10, there they'll, uh, There'll there'll
0: be some invites. Yeah. They'll listen to this and be like, I need to invite her. Yeah.
1: And if they get a divorce, they're coming back (laughs) to you anyway for help. So, (laughs) you you know.
0: Hopefully. You know, I I do coach a lot of people in divorces, but I have not experienced the, we got married and now we're divorced and full cycle. Right, right, right. Hopefully it stays on the trajectory of we're still married and working. But
1: if it doesn't, give Carla a call. Uh, There we go. Give (laughs) me a call. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, this is interesting because we are in 2024 you and I have talked about intuition. We've talked about, uh, dating. We've talked about following your gut. We talked about all these things. Um, and I just feel like, I, I mean, I'm not single. I'm in a relationship, so I can't talk too much shit, but I do feel like it is weirder than it was in 2022 right now for people in sort of the single, I mean, what, what, what's going on?
0: Yeah. So I can actually relate to this in a personal and professional standpoint of being single from 2022 on. Right. And I remember when we were recording the second episode, mm. I think I was on, I think we declared it's three, right? Yeah. Oh, and this yeah. And third. Um, I was, I had just ended an engagement. And, you know, had seen red flags and, you know, what I believe to be infidelity and, you know, was oh, all wow. this stuff that came crashing like really big and really strong at the very end that I would not seen at all in the relationship, like at all. Um, and so at that point, I was like, all right, focus on myself do my own thing, right? Like I'm going to go travel the world, I'm going to do some healing. Uh I bought a, I bought my first home. You know, I was really investing just me and and focusing on and building myself up to a really stable place of feeling good. And like I'm not going to let what happened to me and it was traumatic, but I'm not going to let that stop me from connection and finding a partner who's amazing. And so, uh, you know, in 2023, I was single and I decided after, you know, doing my little journey mm. around the world, my tour, <laughs> um, I, I just thought, I was like, you know, I am ready to get back on the apps. I'm ready to do this. And okay. People are going to roll their eyes. So fucking embrace yourself. But I did not, I, I was excited to be on the apps. I was like, this is going to be awesome because I had seen what, what, like, my client's success has been from the apps Mm. and working with them that the dating method that I had created to help them find relationships that are successful. I was like, cool. I know it works. Like there's no doubt in my mind. I see it all the time. So I was like, cool. I'm just going to apply that to my life. And I did. And that's how I met my boyfriend was on the dating apps. And so I get it. I get it's fucking hard being single and I get what it's like to show up and date and go on dates. I also know what it's like to be played in 2023. I also know what it's like to have a date cancel on you, right? When you're like (laughs) on your way. I mean, I know what it's like to go on a horrendous date. Mm. Uh, My first date back uh, to the dating world was probably one of the worst dates I have ever been on. Really? Uh, (laughs) Yes. But you know, I got back up and I kept going and I kept going. And if I wouldn't have done that, then I, and I wouldn't have followed like what I practice, you know, practice what I preach Mm -hmm. and what I've worked with my clients on. I wouldn't have found success. And I'm in like an amazing relationship today. So, you know, yes, there's ups and downs to dating and whatnot, but it is one hundred and ten percent possible.
1: yeah, I mean, well, after that speech, it's more like one hundred and thirty percent possible like <laughs> i'm I'm motivated, and I don't even need any of this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so a couple of things, and say as much as you want. tell me to fuck off if I get too personal, but like you said you were so you were with this original gentleman that we that you were dating you were dating yep. for a while you guys were engaged right
0: yeah
1: how long were you together with him
0: about oh. four and a half years
1: oh wow okay so it's yeah it's a serious thing <laughs> really
0: serious oh yeah oh. <laughs> now, uh, <you> know, just...
1: <laughs> so did you see did you see red flags and then choose or like subconsciously choose to ignore them or you're like no that can't be
0: no which is crazy i there there were not red flags mm, okay. like like I am like red flag master at this point, right? Like follow your damn gut. Like it's something I always talk about in my book, contagious love. I talk about following your gut and all about like how to do it, how to check in with yourself. And I, I list out the red flags, right? Um, the red flags didn't happen until the very end. And I'd say the last two months of the relationship. Mm. And when it did start to happen, I was like, I had a very vivid moment. I was actually on my way back from Spain And I had just like done like a family vacation and I was coming back and I was on an airplane and I thought, and he wasn't with me and I was coming back to where we were living at the time. And I thought something's off. Your gut is off. Follow that shit. Mm. Don't ignore it. And so I leaned into it. A lot of people lean away. And I think if I had leaned away for longer, it would have been a really unhealthy, toxic cycle for me that I've been in before where I've leaned away from red flags. Um, but because I leaned into it and I just found out information that confirmed, okay, I'm not crazy. This is weird. Oh, okay. There's infidelity going on here. Okay. I don't want to be part of this. This is a deal breaker for me. I'm out. Um, and it's not to say it wasn't difficult. It was traumatic. Yeah. It was really, really awful, actually. I mean, really awful. Um, you know, I, I like to say this of people, I don't know if anybody is listening who, has experienced an engagement ending or anything like that, but it can be a psychological fuck because here you are, you've, you've created a, and, and this was a very conscious choice of being engaged. And I had created this very like conscious space and it felt very safe in that relationship at the time when I had agreed to marry this person. And, you know, you, you plan out like what you think your future is going to look at look like. And then all of a sudden, very quickly, it was taken away from me is what I felt like I was like, whoa, you know, um, it's it's hard. It's really hard. But I did the work around it. I did a lot of healing around that. And I got through it. So anybody who is going through this shit right now or a breakup, even Mm -hmm. um, you don't even have to be engaged or has experienced infidelity like you can get through it. It is one hundred and ten percent possible. And you will be a stronger and more resilient person on the other end.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does cut like a knife, right? Cue your favorite 90s uh, heavy metal song. Um, but, uh, or 80s heavy, whatever, it doesn't matter. Cuts like a knife. I think that's uh, whatever. There's
0: also uh, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, Knife in the Wound Like You're Laughing Right At Me. Yeah,
1: Taylor there Swift has a ton of them, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. so... So there's that, but it it does, you're right. Yeah. It does kind of make you stronger and, and more resilient. Uh, some stuff is harder to let go. There's lingering things that just like sure. embed themselves in there or whatever. Um, but I think all in all, I mean, all these experiences like terrible. I mean, some of these, a lot of people I think have experiences and I've been guilty of this where it's like, well, never doing that again, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, number one, I want to ask, so and again you can say pass or whatever yeah, yeah. Wh- when i mean what were the red flags you started to notice it just went from like a like what you're used to to like wait a minute he doesn't normally put the keys by the wooden bird at the or whatever like what <laughs> like what, what what did you what did you pick up on
0: yeah a lot of it was behavioral okay so all of a sudden you started going to like happy hours and staying out late with coworkers and which is like I'm all for like making friends and doing your own thing, but something started to feel off with it. Um, I'm very intuitive. We talked about intuition weird. in that one episode together. I'm very intuitive. Like my gut is all like when it starts to feel weird, it starts to feel weird. Um, he also started to criticize me. So there was things that he had never criticized my appearance or anything like that before. Um, and, and, you know, there was this like night shirt that I wore and, you know, he criticized me around and told me that, like, you know, if I didn't stop wearing it, it was my final warning. Like, he was gonna, like he didn't like it and that it was my final warning. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, what? you've never spoken to me this way. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like disappearing for hours, uh, not really knowing where they went, you know, things like that. It was just very behavioral, saying things that, uh, like, w- was joking in a way, but not Around our engagement mm. um it just it it was it was really bizarre behavior that I have never seen before in the relationship um and it was pretty drastic. it happened very quickly, so it wasn't something that was like over months and months it was like it started to kind of get weird, and then it just got really really weird yeah
1: sounds like it yeah. yeah yeah
0: um
1: yeah not such a happy hour uh I, so <laughs> cheers oh, yeah um okay so i there's a few things and again we're only going to go as far as you want to so you can sure. whatever um yeah. how long was this period of red flag city number one and number two was was the infidelity with a coworker, or was it sort of a front
0: yeah. So in terms of just, um, how long the red flags were, I would say, you know, looking back, it was just under two months. However, it was it, month one wasn't apparent. Mm-hmm. Things were kind of like odd, but it wasn't like overt. And then I'd say the last week and a half to two weeks, oh, it was so overt, but I was also for part of it on a trip with my family. So it was getting back that last week that I was like, no, something is, like, really off here. And it was, like, really telling at that point of, like, the red flags I observed. Um, in terms of whether it was his co-worker or not, I'll let you come to that conclusion.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, the the reason I ask is because when there are those... Sort of giant leaps um, that are just different behavioral things. I'm going to the bowling alley with the guys. It's usually someone working yeah. at the bowling or whatever. But sometimes you can, if it's a, we'll call them an advanced manipulator, right? They will they will do things that are like over here, but then use that as cover to right. do things over here. So um, yeah, yeah. This
0: person wasn't really good at um, covering. I had the receipts. I mean, it was pretty. Okay. (laughs) It was pretty. All right. Yeah. It was pretty uh, telling what had happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Okay. And so, I mean, not that, I mean, because we talked briefly after that. Like, I think there was like a cameo or something that you did in an episode. You're like, oh my God, guess what happened? And I was like, what the fuck? And so, like, it was was very, it was right in that range of it had just happened. and i could obviously tell and, and i remember like you know times where i've been in, in a relationship that i really was somewhat invested in or like i mean i've sure. n- i've never been engaged or anything like that but like yeah, yeah. You, you know uh when you think somebody is someone right and then they reveal yeah. themselves to be the fucking scooby doo monster whatever <laughs> that sucks <laughs> you know what i mean and so there is a level of like you you almost feel like the heat of like a bomb blowing you back if I ever yeah. had to really kind of put it in in a that's a poetic sense I like that yeah or my
0: friend said he detonated it you know mm-hmm. so
1: yeah totally <laughs> take your pick,
0: you know yeah but
1: you can feel that sort of like uh, that warmth on your chest for like a, yes. for a couple of weeks Ooh. sometimes right it,
0: oh for a very long yeah. time weeks mm-hmm. yeah I mean it burned really bad um, yeah I mean it was such a it was such a bizarre unexpected thing and you know. I had always told myself I would never abandon myself. Mm-hmm. So, I wasn't never going to abandon myself ever again for a relationship which I used to do. And I have to say, as shitty and terrible and traumatic really that I went through, I never abandoned myself. So I actually feel really good and proud about me. I never lost my sense of self-love or worth or anything like that to the situation. Yeah. Um now of course I felt like shit and I was questioning, you know, uh, you know, the immediate thoughts after something like that. Like, will I ever find somebody who will never act this way again? Or, you know, how do I trust anybody on this planet? Um, But that's why you go to therapy and and work through the trauma. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, there's always uh, what I, what I like to call the freak out, phase which is like from two to 18 weeks and uh depending on the person and the weather at the time right depending like if it's winter if it's summer yep. if it's spring yep. um i've had those moments where you just have to go out every night and you just stop eating like that's that was my thing i just had to be somewhere every night or else i was alone with this sort of like silence goblin that i didn't want to put put up with so i'd be at the casino which i I don't gamble and so like but i'm there and i'm like yeah another (laughs) vodka soda and then whatever you drop 20 pounds that's the freak out phase right and Mm -hmm. people can act anywhere from you know low to moderate to oh shit like how did he wind up in prison or whatever whatever right right Right. and a lot of times like for me and i can only speak for me um you know the next morning I'd get this call like uh you know, so how is how you left with Becky, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Becky? <laughs> you know like that was sort of my freakout phase for like two yeah. months, you know, and then you yeah. kind of pull out of it, so did you have a freak out phase? did you do anything fun and silly
0: so okay <laughs> i I am not a perfect human being, of course however,, not. Yeah. I am a very proactive get shit done type of person, so I was like, I'm not gonna sit here." and let my life just kind of like pass me by. I mean, I had my morning, like in the sense of grief and I was going through the grief, right? But I was like, I'm going to go live in Mexico City. <laughs> so, of course you did. So I yeah. went I went and lived in Mexico City and it was great. I got to work out of Mexico City because I'm remote with my clients. So still <clears> kept my <throat> same client schedule. It's only an hour difference from the East Coast of the US. And so it was awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but I that I would say it was... Uh, It was a very like, and I've done so much like work on myself that I said, it it was the way I described it is I said it's not that it takes away the pain. There's no less pain because I've done work on myself. What it does is it gives me a like a a river to go down. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was like I was sitting in this like murky pond with all this pain and didn't know what to do with it. At least like I could now go down a river and streamline this pain into like a direction. And so that's really what I did. I I just directionally was like, all right, like. I've been through heartbreak. I've, I've, you know, not on this level ever, ever before, but I've been through heartbreak and shit like this. So what do you need to do? What's worked in the past? How do we get you to move forward so you're not just sitting back and doing nothing? Right. And that's that's really how I I did it.
1: So your freak out phase was Mexico City. Well done, Carla. Ah! Well, fucking done. Of course it was
0: Thank you. yeah,
1: um, you're probably halfway through your next book, and like whatever, but that's great. We love that because that people can look up to that. Um, try to top that one, guys. Uh, I went to the casino. <laughs> no, no, Carla went to Mexico City. Um, <laughs> uh, that's fucking awesome. um so did your did you share that you had been uh, that there was a breakup like with your clients, and did they benefit from? The place you were at, because I feel like you would also take that passion uh and just like put it right into your work and be like, you know what? You know, like (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Right.
0: So what I actually did at the time, I was a co-host of the podcast, The Love Fix. And if you are interested, there's still tons of, I mean, we did it for three years. So there's tons of recordings out there still on any platform you want to listen. Um, and we did our January, well, it was our it was our New Year's special. So it was the 2023 new year special. So I think it either aired the very end of December, like the 31st mm-hmm. or something, whatever that Friday was. Um, and it had been months at that point that I was ready to talk about it because I really believe that I want to get into a place that I have clarity to be able to share my message mm-hmm. and like where I'm at. So when I was going through the thick of it, I was like, this is going to come out sloppy and not make sense. Right? right. Cause it doesn't make sense to me. I needed to do my own healing and take a step back. But once I got to that point, I was like, you know, I want to share with people like what I went through. So I actually shared my story and I had so many clients reaching out, emailing me, telling me, you know, thank you for sharing it. And you've helped me so much. And it was a really beautiful moment. To see, you know, my own clients seeing that, ah, oh, Carla's a human being, you know, she's not a robot behind sure. <laughs> behind the camera and telling, you know, giving me relationship and dating advice, right? Um, but that we have our own human experiences. And this is always what I've stressed in my coaching practice is that it's not about like the perfect relationship and fairy tale ending. It's about loving yourself and having that relationship with yourself first, because the most important relationship you're ever going to have is the relationship with yourself. And if you can bring that to other relationships, you've got it all together, right? Like in this, I mean, nobody has it hundred percent together, but you've got it all together in the sense that you're bringing your whole self and that you can contribute to a relationship in a healthy way. And so shit happens in life, you know, like, people do things that you have no control over and people that you thought you trusted and that, you know, didn't have any red flags or anything like that in the beginning, um, that they can change. People change, relationships change, and it can be something completely out of your control. But ultimately you have to decide on how you show up to life and how you show up to your relationship. And for me, I recognize, wow, like I have choices here. And it was choices that were heartbreaking for me at the time. But in hindsight now, a year and a half plus later, I can tell you that it was one of the best things I could have ever gone through. It doesn't mean I enjoy it and I wish it upon myself or anybody else. But what I was able to do from that and take from that, I I feel so good about myself.
1: Yeah. No, you should. I mean, when you put in the work like that, and it does always, always. And nobody wants to hear this shit, you guys. I know it's a party, it's sex party, but look, sometimes... <laughs> The party gets dark. We need to talk about this. I mean, I, I, sometimes I'm a dweller. I like to dwell, in like you know, mm-hmm. my dad and didn't, didn't love me, and my we have our th- sure. we all have our things, and so yes. and 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 that's just like you know, you're human. Uh, I have no uh, psychology background. I was a psychology major for one semester, so don't <laughs> don't take this too 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 literal. But like you know, I mean, I think part of it, whether it's a breakup, a shitty parent. You know, your friend who like fucked you over, or whatever, you you don't ever really get over it. I mean, and and you can disagree, that's fine. But like, um you kind of like gotta figure out how to like just live with it almost before you could do anything else. And so I think that's a big, big part of it too. But there is that level of, okay, like I'm done. I'm done fucking eating cheese nachos every night. I'm done. Uh watching like you know back to back friends, golden girls, like doubleheaders. Like, I just I just need to like feel better about myself. And it isn't until you make that like decision, right? And I, I love that phase. I love that it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm eating cheese nachos. Yeah. We're watching going to the
0: casino. We're, yeah,
1: we're going to the casino. We're watching all the fucking Ross and Rachel episode, whatever the whatever your thing is. Yeah. Um you should take some time and do that and be unhealthy for a little while. Right. She did not say it. I said it. Um, then after that, right. uh, Um, yours was Mexico city. So whatever. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, for a lot of people, I think that, that it does reach a point where you have to choose. Like, am I going to like hang on to this or am I going to just like fucking, and most people just after like a month or whatever it is, they're like, you know what? Fuck him. Fuck this. And they just kind of move on. And then like, they have that steam, behind them propelling them to you know go bang a bunch of hot dudes or whatever their thing is but um but it does help you finally move on from it you know and i think that's in your story right how long did it take you to like get back out there we'll say right
0: Okay. So <laughs> let me think. I chose though, not to date for a while. Yeah. I mean, so like, I just wanted to do me yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> it's a sex party, right? Of course. Um, yes. So, but you know, I just was, I, I didn't want to even entertain it. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even like the idea of like dating somebody. I was like, not interested. Nope. Um, so I knew that about myself and, and I was I'm, I'm no longer codependent. So, well, I always say once a codependent, always a codependent. I actively work out to not be codependent. Right. So I keep up with my daily things that get me out of uh, codependency. And I was keeping up with those as well. And so it wasn't like I needed that relationship or a new relationship to define my worth and just say, okay, Carla's still worthy. Yeah, she was just cheated on. But like, you know, she's got this other guy that's like defined. And it's like, no, yeah. I didn't like, <laughs> like, no. So, um, you know, I would say, God, I don't know how long exactly it was. Hold on. Do you want me to count?
1: I well, can count. you can give a ballpark, right? Because now, okay. now I have sex follow-up questions about the breakup and the after breakup. So.
0: <laughs> okay. So I would say it was about six months, six months before I got back. Uh, then I got back up on, on the apps. Okay. Know? And yeah. I started dating. Yeah, yeah, So I gave myself some time um, just to kind of hang out.
1: And since you brought the sex to the sex party in this episode, I
0: am not answering your sex <laughs> questions. Well, <laughs> I'm I, not going to answer your sex questions.
1: Okay, I'm still going to try to fire him at you, though. Right? <laughs> All right, go
0: ahead. Fire fire him at me, and I will I will answer as if yeah, I, yeah. yeah. In the coaching perspective, it's like a go light ahead. lightning
1: round. Um, yeah. Did you find yourself like when you when you were single? You're in Mexico City. I mean, there had to be some nights where you're like, God damn it, I don't I don't want a relationship, but what if I could just find a nice Latin guy to have dinner with? And like, you know what I mean? Like, did you have that? I mean, you're a human being, right? Like, so
0: of course I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I'll say this is that it, when you're going through something like that, sometimes you just don't feel as inclined to have certain types of connections. Yeah, I won't, you know, and then in certain areas, you feel more inclined just to have casual sex or to casually date or whatever that might look like. So I'm not going to necessarily answer and go into detail about myself, but I will say, I will say you're the best. that, <laughs> that, right, like, everybody is different mm-hmm. when you're going through something like that. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like, fuck it, I'm just going to go hook up with a bunch of people and get it out of my system. Other people are like, there's dabble here and there. And some people are like, I can't even touch anything, right? Yeah. So. I think it really just depends per person.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'll be the first to say as the host of sex party, like when you really care about somebody and it ends traumatically, which what is not traumatic when something's ending, when it, when it ends traumatically for me personally, like there's like a really long, painful, drawn out process. I would say like at least like, oh God, at least like a month or two for me where I'm just like. Uh, no leave don't touch me like i'm not interested in yeah. hooking up with anybody and then maybe down the line when i feel a little bit better you know then it's then it's like great let's hook up with everyone but for a while especially in the beginning there is that vulnerability you just feel like pain right you like yeah I, I might be going to the casino doesn't mean i'm gonna go home with becky although apparently <laughs> i did so um okay so so six months uh yep. You, the, what was the first date like? Uh, <laughs> I want to hear this story. Where were you? Were you back home when you went on the first date?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I was no longer in Mexico. Um. So I have a process that I am very like particular about when it comes to vetting people to going on dates with through the apps. I use it for my clients. I used it for myself and it worked. It was actually really great. Um, And so basically when I used that process on this person, everything checked out. So here's the thing. You can still go through certain processes. Like just because, right, like you do X, Y, and Z doesn't mean anything is foolproof. I'm so
1: excited for this.
0: (laughs) So I go on this date and everything seems to be cool. Okay. We're like chatting, you know, and all of a sudden he starts to tell me a little bit more about his really into like, you know, mental health stuff and uh, I'm sorry, this is fucking terrible. He's into like mental health (laughs) stuff and, um, and that he had gone through, I think it was 10 different therapists within like a year. And I was like, okay. So look, I always say like, like, you gotta like find the right therapist, but like 10 is a lot to like cycle through. Mm -hmm. I I appreciate the effort that this person was really trying to find a therapist. That was good. Um, But then he proceeded to tell me that in high school, not sure why we're talking about high school. We are in our um, thirties.
1: That eh? he
0: (laughs) got arrested for throwing a dumbbell in somebody's face, breaking their jaw. (laughs) So what do you do at
1: this point? You're on this date. Are you at a restaurant? Where's the, where's the,
0: yeah, we're at a restaurant. So at this point I'm like, hmm. I'm like really like listening to because the idea is that we were gonna go get like appetizers. So like it wasn't supposed to be like a commitment to like, you know, a dinner dinner. Um, but we went to a restaurant and then ended up like buying like ordering like more food or whatever. So it was supposed to be like more of like a quicker thing, but at this point I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm like Red Flag City, right? And I I I don't feel unsafe. Like I don't feel like he's going to come after me or anything. Like I, you know, I I feel I'm like I'm in public, like whatever. But yeah, he just was telling me some really bizarre information and stories. And then he started telling me all about his dating life and how he had gotten so drunk. He was like in New York city had gotten so drunk and um, he had called the girl, FaceTime, the girl that he was dating at the time and then, you know, she, the next day told him that she doesn't want anything to do with him. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, when was this? He's like two months ago. <laughs> I like, okay. I was like, you, buddy, like, th- <laughs> this is not it. This is, you know? So anyways, I ended up, we ended up, you know, leaving shortly after sure. and, um, never saw him again. Never, you know, never saw him again. But It was like one of those dates where it was like almost like a joke. It was anything, everything that I tell my clients not to talk about, everything I tell my clients, like, you know, uh, these are the red flags. It was like a checklist for myself. And I have to say, I actually didn't, because I always tell my clients to go into dates with zero expectations, zero that it's going to go amazing, zero that it's going to like plummet. Mm. I was actually totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I probably just got through one of the worst dates hopefully that I will have ever been on. Um and I'm going to keep going at this. And so I did. And so I kept, you know, I kept getting back on the app. I didn't let it ru- I didn't let his behavior and him being, you know, weird and red flaggy ruin my experience and yeah. my Wanting and need for connection and a true healthy relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean happy hour, right? You never, you never know. You never know, like well, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is two ways to look at it. One, where's my mace, right? And two, <laughs> uh, two, I'm glad I got that out of the way. You said you never saw him again. Doesn't mean he hasn't seen you. He could be in the bushes, <laughs> right? Um,
0: yeah. But yeah, well,
1: you, I mean, you are uh, a positive person. So I, I that makes so much sense. Like, I'm just, I'm getting this shit out of the way. Right from yeah. the, right from the, yeah. I mean, didn't for a moment, didn't you say, oh my God, is this what it's like out here?
0: So I did call my best friend and go, I think I just went on, a re- I was kind of in like, huh? I was like, <laughs> I think I just went on a really bad date. And I was like. This is kind of crazy, and she was like, "He is crazy. That that is insane." But keep going, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep going. Sure. I'm gonna keep going." So you know, I had the support of, of one of my best girlfriends, you know, uh, chatting with me and and supporting me to like keep going, keep going. Don't don't just stop here. It's all good. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was a moment where I was like, "The fuck!" Uh, but I mean, it would be weird if I was like, "That's normal. I'm gonna keep going." Right, like. But it didn't stop me. I didn't ever feel like, oh, I have to delete the apps or Mm -hmm. what am I doing? Or Mm -hmm. my clients just have really good luck and I have bad luck. No. Like, I really lean on the fact that, like, I have helped people get married from the apps, you know? Right. Um, Obviously, date first, relationship, then married. But, (laughs) but, like, I was like, I I know this works. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not just sitting here, like, making it up.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think... The important thing again is that you're going to have bad dates no matter what. And, and yeah,
0: 100%. And, that's part of dating.
1: Yeah. And, and you can make them memorable and fun. And you can come on a podcast and talk about it and whatever. Um, okay. What, what were your weapons of choice? What dating apps are we using? Are you going like, Bumble, uh you see, okay, hold on, hold on, don't tell me. You definitely seem like a, a hinge woman, right? You seem like a, a <laughs> you seem like a hinge girl, right? So, um just just yeah, and then there's like, you know, these new dating apps, right, which and you know everyone's trying to sort of get in on the more the luxury um we know we're giving you garbage right so now we're going to charge yeah. you 10 times like what do you think right. about just like sidebar what do you think about tinder charging 500 bucks a month for their you know exclusive package yeah
0: okay so i'm coming out with a dating App guide, which is called Swipe Match Spark: The Ultimate Dating App Guide by Carla Romo. That's me. Um, and it's really taking all of my proven methods of dating and secrets that have I I've personally used. You're going to see like photos (laughs) in that guide of me, Mm -hmm. uh, from my profile uh, all the way to prompts and things like that, and and very much a coaching method around you know having the most success, like finding somebody from you know dating apps. Sure. Um, so within that, I you know. Spoiler alert, but I actually don't recommend any app over the other or whether people should pay for subscriptions or not pay for subscriptions. I really think that's a personal choice. And everybody has different goals and ideas around dating and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So to each their own, right? Um I will say a lot of my clients do pay for subscriptions. Um and you know, subscriptions can make things easier, but I'm going to just be completely honest with you. I didn't pay for a subscription at all. Um. So I did the apps without a subscription, got dates, and got a relationship. Yeah, right? but so, you're
1: Mexico City coach Carla Romo. So what? <laughs> come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not. But but I'm also coaching people who aren't me, right? Mm-hmm. And who are having success sure. with dating apps. So you know, it's really about how you make the apps work for you. Don't work around the apps. I cannot stress that enough. The number one thing that people hit on and find failure and they're like, I'm deleting the apps. It's over. It's because you're trying to keep up with the apps.
1: It's over.
0: (laughs) Back to to your casino, right? It's like sitting at a slot machine and you just keep like losing and losing, but you keep going back for more and you keep going back for more, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, if you have $20, how are you going to spend it at the casino? Let's, let's think about this. You could lose it all. Like you could have zero luck, Mm -hmm. but where are you going to put the $20. And how are you going to spend it, right? And so that's really, you know, my approach with dating apps is like, you got to make this shit work for you. Right. And you got to do a little work around that. Like, what are you looking for? What do you want? What have you attracted in the past? You know, those types of questions. And that's in my dating app guide. But, you know, those types of questions are so important to get clear on because now you have direction right? It's like the Google maps of dating is being able to lay out like, where am I going? What am I looking for? All of those things. So, you know, whether you want to pay for them, great, whatever, but apps at the end of the day are a slot machine, make them work for you.
1: Love that. Love that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there was a brief moment in, uh, in history when I, uh, I paid for like a month or two of, of Bumble's like premium, uh, Yeah, I mean it wasn't uh was not what I expected. It started hot and heavy and then it dwindled down into Ice Age territory. Um I they used to have like you could pay 250 bucks and you'd have like a lifetime thing, which I thought was cool, but then they're like doing these things where it's like it really doesn't matter, at least from a male standpoint. It doesn't really matter unless you know you're at the front of the line. So you may have the ability to look and see who's liked you and whatever. But if you really want it, you gotta have, like, you gotta pay the $5 for the token to, like, get ahead for 15 minutes or whatever. And so at that point, I was like, you know, and I, I'm notoriously like shit on dating apps and like talk shit about dating apps. But at the end of the day, I just don't know how to work them. To be real, like I, I just don't. Fair, and Fair. I whatever. And you know, and I could. Most people don't. Yeah, and I could get good at it, but like I don't really want to. And, <laughs> n- and now I'm in a relationship. I don't need I was say, to. Yeah, so, yeah, you got your
0: girlfriend now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I will just be completely honest. Most people don't even know how to use them. Why would you? Yeah. You ha- like nobody is sitting there trying. I mean. I guess, except for me, (laughs) if you work in this industry, trying to you know find ways to optimize dating apps and use them the best way and most effective way. Right. You know what I find a lot of times it's like I I coach people who are engineers and they're very logical thinkers, and they're like, oh, there's a whole system and a math and whatever. And I actually think that can get people caught up too. So yeah, it it can get people too much in like a okay, here are the rules and here are the whatever and what. It's like you're still trying to work like with the apps instead of saying no, like. How do I make this shit my own? How do I go about it and write the rules for myself and have success on dating apps?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can play the numbers game card all you want, but the one thing that'll ruin the numbers game is human emotion. And that's all dating apps are, right? Is yes. human yes. emotion. I mean, I've said this a trillion times and I won't spend a bunch of time on it, but 2019, you know, it was great to like <clears throat> hook up with people from dating apps, right? That's not, doesn't seem to be the thing anymore, right? You In 2024, geez. I mean, the last time I used one, was in twenty two, and I was like, "Oh my god, everyone on here wants to get married." Like, where's the people that that jumped out of their relationship during COVID that are just horny, right? I couldn't find right. those people. Right, I'm like maybe I'm on the wrong. App. Is there a different app, you know, or what, or whatever? Um, because <clears throat> I had taken some time off from the from the dating world too. Um, okay, so you go on the most disastrous day you've ever been on. Yeah. Um. Wh- when does this idea hit you? Oh shit. I need to do a guide. Like, cause that, that's such a Carlo Romo thing. <laughs> but, um, and I mean, I mean, that's a compliment, right? Um, you and
0: like my family and my boyfriend <laughs> and my friends, like there's a thing that my like friends and family and boyfriend always say, they're like, it's so Carlo Romo. Like you're, it is so Carlo Romo. <laughs> you get Romo. it. You yeah. get it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, once I, well, okay. To be fair, I've always, you know, one of the biggest questions that people ask who want to work with me is, can you go through my profile? Can you give me tips on dating? That's good I mean, number one, like Mm -hmm. I can tell you every single client I've ever had that we talk about dating, we go over their profile. And I was like, why not create something that everybody can literally use? Um, and I have to say, like, I really believe in the apps. I mean, you can roll your eyes and whoever's listening is like, like kind of what you said, let's call let's call me out on it. Oh, but you're a dating coach. And like, sure. You, you know, whatever, like all this stuff, like, of course, like you're going to have to, but like my clients are not dating coaches. That's why they work with me exactly, Right. So like it works, the shit works. And you know, I just was thinking to myself, I had met, you know, I have a really awesome relationship, met my boyfriend that way. And I thought, gosh, you know, like, other people need this shit, not just in like a coaching aspect, but like, how do I like spread it? Right. Like, how do I get it out there so that anybody can use it? Doesn't just, you know, doesn't just have to be a client, but like Mm -hmm. can utilize this information. And so it was just one of those things that I was like, all right, I'm going to just take everything that I take in my client with my clients. And that has worked and everything that has worked with myself and make a really amazing sandwich out of it and present it as the ultimate dating app guide.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's that is amazing. And yeah, I mean, you're you're an expert, right? So if you're having an issue, people should come to you and be like, Hey, show me how to use these fucking things. Cause you're the one who would have all the knowledge and 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 you're right, like profile setup yeah. uh is is like the biggest thing in the world. I mean it's different oh. from, from men to women, obviously. But yes. um I feel like if you if you're a man and you don't have pictures on a boat, don't even try. But if you're a, if you're a woman, it's very different, obviously. Obviously. But, like, I feel right. like a lot of people don't, you know, some people don't use good pictures. Some people, like, right. don't state their intentions, whatever. Right. A lot of people are yes. way, way too clear about their intentions. Like, no casual hookups. Yep. Right. Allison, <laughs> right? We mentioned Allison in a previous episode. She's back now. Okay, Uh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. just some some sex party continuity, guys. Um, But so, (laughs) how many dates did you go on before you met the new man?
0: Uh, With different people?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, with different people.
0: Okay, because I was going to say, I had gone on like second dates Mm -hmm. and things like that, third dates with people. Um, Ooh, I want to say it was around 10 to 12.
1: Okay. A healthy amount of dates. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, like I said, some of these people were dates two and, you know, three. Sure. So I was like really out there dating and, um, yeah. And then I met my boyfriend. So it's, you know, and a lot of people will be like, what the hell? Like that's so quick. Like, how did you you know? Like, like, (laughs) Oh, like you went, you know, whatever. But but my thing is, is that, you know, that's a good amount of dates to go on. Mm-hmm. I think personally, yeah. and I was doing it in a very methodical way. So I wasn't bullshitting. Like I wasn't just going out like it's a numbers game. Like I just, you know, I need to go out with everyone. It's like, <laughs> no, I was very particular with the type of people I was going out with and vetting and and had a way and it's all in the, in the you know, guide of, okay, this person says this type of thing and their prompt, this is what I'm looking for. Okay, great. We're good. Um, So yeah, I, but I, but like, you know, my clients, it varies. Sometimes people only go on a couple dates and sometimes people, you know, are dating at it, you know, dating for months at a time before sure. they meet somebody from the app. So. It's really also about where your schedule is and what your cadence is. You know, how many dates mm-hmm. do you want to go on a week without burning out and without still, ha- you know, with having hobbies and a life still and not making your whole personality around dating.
1: So is this guide for people? Is it, is it for people who maybe just want to date a ton of people and have fun as well as people that want to find a partner? Or is it more for people that want to find a partner?
0: Yeah, so this is more for people who want to find a partner in a relationship, Okay, We're optimizing your profile, optimizing your prompts, your pictures, um, how to even communicate prompts to be able to share with other people Mm of like, hey, like in your messages, right? How to move dates along. Um, There's even a bonus that we bring you into first date and how to move forward with the first date from the apps and be on the first date things to talk about not talk about (laughs) all the red flags green flags as well with Mm -hmm. the dating apps um and then really also mapping out like who your ideal partner is so that you know before you even get into the app stuff like what you're going after so it's a very like start to finish and more um guide in regards to just it's super comprehensive
1: um, where do you suggest for a first date? Is it drinks? Is it coffee? Is it dinner? Is it appetizers? Your appetizer thing sort of backfired with the barbell, <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever. Uh, but, but that, like when you said appetizers, I'm like, wait a minute, what an ingenious way to have food and not, and not commit to a full blown.
0: Yes. I mean, yep. what a hack. Yep. I would, I yes. I would
1: never have thought I'm just going to get the pretzel bites. You get the, you know what I mean? Like that's but yes. f- for real. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. So I always suggest with dating apps, keep it light. Something you can exit from. Look, if you want to go to dinner, and sometimes I have clients meet people on apps and they're just like, I just want to go to dinner with somebody. I'm single. It'll be fun. I'm like, go for it. Why not? Like, there's no, like, right or wrong here. But what I would suggest for the overall is something simple. You do coffee. You grab dessert. You grab something and go for a walk. Uh, just something that you know isn't a big time commitment. You do right. appetizers, right? Like, and, and you're you're clear that you're doing appetizers. You're not going to do like a whole dinner type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. My boyfriend and I went and got burgers on our first date, okay. and you know that that could be considered dinner, right? But you know, it, it's a quick kind of thing yeah. that you do. It's not like a whole course meal, and you're seated and like all this stuff. And we actually like, <laughs> sat at the at a bar um, and ate our burgers. So. You know, I I don't think there's, like, a right or wrong way to do it. But I will say, like, don't commit to anything like a formal, formal date unless Mm. that's your second date.
1: Yeah, I've I've always been. And this isn't just, like, me being a dick. But this is, like, being. I mean, I've been on first dates. that And they've always been dinner and whatever. But, like, usually by the time. I don't. uh, I'm not just. And now I just got to say it. But usually by the time I'm going on a first date, I've already slept with the person. I already know. I already already know. You're the
0: reverse. Uh, You're like, slept with them, then date. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for
1: sure. Um, Yeah. Uh, And so it always is dinner because I am comfortable at that point or whatever. But I never, if someone asks me and they shouldn't ask me anything, but um, I'm like, don't do dinner because I feel like dinner is so personal, right? You have to make sure there's something in your teeth. Sure. What if you wear sure. the wrong color and you get sauce? You don't know what kind of sauces yeah. they have. Right. Whatever, whatever right? It's a lot. It's a lot and if you're and if it you're can, nervous, yeah. which most people are on a yes. first date, what is yes. worse than eating? You know? Like what <laughs> right. you know? And if the person's like, you know, I, I picked this rib place, you know, or or, or what
0: sushi. <laughs> yeah. You see? Stick the whole sushi thing in your mouth and yeah. just chewing in silence. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and, and I, again, appetizers in, in, ingenious. Um, yep. but I just think that dinner is so, it's just so, it's so intimate. I feel like that's the second or third date. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I said, some people are okay with it. You know, I had gone on a, a dinner date. Um, well, obviously with my boyfriend, it was burgers, but it was a more formal in dinner date or more informal dinner date. Sure. But, um, I had gone on a dinner date with somebody and it was fine. It, um,
1: it was fine.
0: Yeah, it was fine.
1: (laughs) It was, was was fine. fine. (laughs) you know,
0: it wasn't like amazing, but it wasn't like, um, you know, that was somebody who, uh, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I'd I'd be open to going on a second date with and then text me, you know, text me one time just to like, oh, how's your weekend? Good. And I'm like, if he doesn't ask me out, I'm moving forward. I'm not going to follow up on this. Mm -hmm. Like he's got to follow through on this. If this is like, you know, he asked me to go out again and, you know I was like nope all right I'm done like I and and you know he never reached out again so like wow. I i you know I've been through it all where people are like you know what I don't get it it was a good date and then you know they didn't ask me out again and yeah. I'm like yeah I've been there too but you got to have boundaries around it make it make the apps work for you if somebody from the apps isn't asking you out on a second date
1: that's you know, on them yeah fuck that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no I love I love that um <clears throat> so how Okay, when you met this guy that you're with now, you go. You, yeah. you, you went on one date, burgers. We love that. It would be that makes for a fun story too down the line. Um, yes. You know? I
0: also have to point out. Okay. okay. Oh, go ahead. So he is a vegetarian and mm. I eat meat. And the fact that he was like, oh, let's go to a burger place. I was like, cha ching.
1: I was like, perfect.
0: <laughs> this is great. I was like, all right, all right. This is good to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you hear the cha ching or did you actually say the cha ching? <laughs>
0: I heard the cha-ching. I yeah. felt the cha-ching. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> sometimes you say it. Sometimes you hear it, you know? But it's there. That, that's the most yes, important point. Yes,
0: it's there. Exactly.
1: <clears throat> no, I think it's great. Um, And he's willing to sacrifice his, you know, he had get, got a vegan burger or a black bean burger. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Okay, great. We're in. Okay. <laughs> I, you, you're, like, slowly becoming super uncomfortable. As soon as it gets personal, you just start no, giggling. No, I don't feel
0: comfortable <laughs> at all. I actually, I I think I'm giggling because it's fun to think back to that time. No, it like, Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm in a really happy place and you can in tell. a relationship. And it feels so good. So it's actually fun for me to like look back. Yeah. And,
1: and you it. fucking deserve yeah. it, man. Come on. Thank You've you. You've been through a lot Thank of you. shit. Um, okay. So you have this first date and then... Yeah. What do you do you immediately run home and delete all the dating apps? Like he's the one, or do you go on other dates? Like, wh- wh- okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
0: So <laughs> I always tell everybody, don't put all your eggs in one basket or your burgers or your burgers. So I was interested in him though. And I wanted to go on a second date. I was like, yeah, this, and then and he reached out. So let's go on a second date. I was like, yeah, cool. How but soon did he reach out? I- that night oh okay yeah Good. that evening and i was like great awesome love it. um and we had so much in common and the date was only an hour and a half you know was like i always tell people like no more than hour and a half two hours max really
1: oh man yeah okay. oh yeah, yeah keep yeah. him wanting more got yeah.
0: it yeah yeah <laughs> and so um you know we yeah so we were like he was like oh like do you have like availability i you know he's going away the, the coming weekend and i said oh you know i only have availability the following Monday." <laughs> Cause I had other dates set up <laughs> and I wasn't going to go on like a million dates, like in a row, you know? So, um, as you can see though, that those dates didn't pan out. So he ended up being, you know, we went on our second date and I was like, this is awesome. Like he's great. And you know, I, I always like, I didn't delete the apps or anything like that. Mm. Um, I still was on the apps and, but I wasn't really focused as much on the apps. I was focused on, okay, let's see where this goes. I want to get to know him. And, um, you know, and then from there we progressed our relationship and then we became official. So, yeah.
1: Nice work, Carlo Romo. Wow. Um, <laughs> what, what was the second date? What did you guys do?
0: Oh, it was awesome. We went to get burritos. Okay. And then we went to the National Mall in D.C. Nice. And then we went for a walk around the monuments and sat in the ba- on the back of the Lincoln Memorial and um yeah it was awesome we had great conversation
1: no that is awesome that's a great Um, second date jeez i know
0: he had great he had great suggestions
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it sounds like it and um you know vegan burgers vegan burritos uh we love it we love it he does it he eats it all (laughs) yeah yeah um okay so i here at the here at the very very end uh you're throwing your mic around um, i know it's falling
0: it's getting too rowdy (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're getting too happy. You're like hey, super excited. No, and I think it's great. Um, but at the at the end of the episode, I need you to dig deep. I we need a Carla closer, right? Okay. A Carla closer. This is going to become a thing. Um, okay. let's say someone's out there. They they've gone to, through something similar, but they're just not out ahead of it yet. They're still kind of in that fuck. This sucks. I I don't know these dating apps. Like I don't even know if my clothes fit the right way. All the things that you go yeah. through when you when you're in a, a fucking Wacky place. Um, dig deep. Give them some Carla advice, uh, you know, to, to get them through where they're at or give them some, something better to think about.
0: One of the biggest lies that we are told is that life is just a trajectory of going up right? Like it's just going to always go up and, and that we got it, you know, life is about like, okay, we got through something big. It's not going to happen again. There's no guarantees to life. And so life is really about how do we manage the shit that comes up for us? How do we manage the lows? And how do we manage the highs? One of my favorite sayings is this too shall pass the good and the bad. So whatever you're going through, you're going to get through it and you have to keep showing up to life. But one of the most beautiful raw things about the human experience is pain. And then being able to channel that pain and sit in that pain and move through that pain, but know that that pain is also like this masterpiece of work that you're going to come out a stronger and better person.
1: God damn. I love that one. mean, What a Carla closer, Carla <laughs> Roma. Carla
0: closer.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for being on sex party with me. Thanks, Dustin. Putting up with all of my shit once again. Um, Where can people find you, work with you, follow you? But more importantly, most importantly in this episode, where can they find the guide?
0: Yes. So you can go to my website. If you want to work with me, if you want to get the guide, swipe match, spark the ultimate dating app guide, uh, if you want to get my book, you know wherever, go to my website carlaromo.com. It's Carla with a C Romo, like Tony Romo. Uh, and then you can also follow me TikTok or Instagram at I am Carla Romo.
1: Perfect. Everything will be linked. They know where to find it. Thanks for being on the show again with me. Your third time yes. on Sex Party. Yeah,
0: third times a chore.
1: <laughs> we will see you so soon. That's it. That's a wrap on season two. I want to thank everybody for your support, for listening, for watching. I want to thank my guest, Carla Romo, for joining me for this season two finale. Make sure you go check out everything she is doing. Work with her. Her dating app guide is available right now. So run, don't walk to your uh, computer or phone and go grab that. If you guys want to keep on supporting the show, if you're loving sex party, You want to see 10, 15, 20, 30 more seasons, right? You don't know how to show that love, that appreciation, that desire for more. If you are listening to this show on platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Stitcher, wherever, you could subscribe to the show. That's the most important part. You could also leave a rating. You could leave a review. But subscribing is the most important thing you could do. If you are watching on YouTube, hey, should I jump over the uh, Art Institute on a dirt bike or submerge myself in Lake Michigan here in Chicago to celebrate season three. Let me know in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, I love you. I see you. I appreciate you all for these last two seasons. If you're watching on YouTube, you could subscribe to the channel. That's the most important. You could leave a comment. You know, you could like videos and things and all those things, but subscribing is the most important. We will be back next week with the start of season three. No breaks. We don't take breaks. You guys can reach out to me in the DMs on Instagram. And as always, I will see you right back here next week. Thanks for listening. The party continues next week. Click subscribe and let's make this a regular thing. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SexPartyFM. Follow Dustin at DustinRibka.